All right, you there? I'm here. All right, man. We're we're recording. We're live. Cool. Yeah. This is what live TV feels like. Uh, maybe not live TV, but definitely a live podcast that will later be listened to. That's not live. Oh, okay. So, anyways, for for anyone else who might be listening, you know, all two of our fans. Um, this is the first kind of trial run of the Military Method podcast. So, Ramon, go ahead and tell them who you are, what you do. Uh, well, I'm Ramon Carrasco. I did four years in the Army during the National Guard. I was a teacher. Now I provide customer service for an oil field company. All right. All right. My, na- my name is Gabriel. Uh, also, I was in the Army. I was in for 10 years. Uh, did a little bit of special ops stuff for a while. And um, now I do other stuff for the government. So um, that's where I'm at. But to sort of also introduce what the military method is along with our podcast, it's kind of going to be kind of a way of um, structuring people's lives better. So I, like I was telling you right before we did this, I don't like the word life coach. Your thoughts? I, I, I hate it. I hate the term life coach. I don't know. I've never been a fan of coaches because I never got picked first round in any type of game. <laughs> So I don't, I can't relate with the word coaching because I'm not very fond of them, but I think it's a word that's very heavily overused. And I think, I don't know, I don't think I can connect with something so broad as coaching or life yeah. coaching. Yeah, and and I brought up, um, I think that sounds a little more relatable. Like, okay, am I going to bring a coach into my everyday life? No, but maybe I can learn something. And in order to learn something, you have to go through some sort of training, you know. Yeah. So that, that was my way of thinking about it. And when anytime you go through any type of training, I feel like there's always things that I can take and can implement. And there's some things that I might say, you know what, that's maybe not for me. But as long as you take something, I think then it's effective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and we're, we're a ways off. You know, this is no secret or anything out here. We're a ways off from getting actual clients from getting, you know, even our website up and running. But I did want to get this podcast going first. But once we do get all that stuff, I do want to get very customizable um, training for for people's, whether it's relationships or athletic training. You know, I want to lose weight, gain weight, run a marathon. Or, you know, I just, I have a problem defining my goals, whatever the case may be. And um, my big thing was, well, why would anybody take me serious? I'm just some guy. Well, I forget that, you know, not only you, but me and all of our friends that we're still friends with, uh, we learned all this stuff in the army, you know, and I think that's a good source to draw from. Yeah. And also there's a lot of noise in today's world, especially with all the technology that we have. And I think it's very easy for people to get distracted and, you know, sidetrack from their goals. And I think it's sometimes it takes a little push or a little, hey, let's get this started and off the ground first, because sometimes I feel like in today's world, our minds are everywhere and we end up not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that, um, you know, as I'm building the website, as I'm building the podcast, uh, the, the two dirty words keep popping back up. And of course that is face and book. And <laughs> you know, I don't exist on Facebook, man. You know, <laughs> you don't so have a it. social existence. I, I will. Well, the military method will. <laughs> I won't. I, I personally don't like it. I don't like the drama. 
you know, I know people who will stay. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that meme, you know, that internet meme. Like, I, there's nobody I'd rather, like, sit in my bed with and look at my phone. You know what I mean? Right. It's like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't even do that anymore because I don't – I haven't had Facebook for over a year now. So, it's – yeah. I think it's, you know, very good if you can live, live that type of lifestyle where you can, can set your phone aside and not have to be – so involved in everybody else's noise and maybe this is something that you can get from you know the military yeah that we got was to be able to like put things aside because we went in we didn't have a phone what for what two and a half months yeah yeah because uh so you know for people out there who have not been in the military which there probably aren't any right now because this is all going to go to our close friends and family but just in case there's like one or two people out there who stumbled upon this basic training is about two and a half, two and a half months yes. in the army. Yes. Yeah, so you're not on the phone. You're not worried. I mean, back then there was, there even MySpace in, in 2004 when we went to basic. I have no idea. Cause I just I don't discovered think it, MySpace like in 2006. Yeah. So it might've been there, but if it was, it wasn't anything what, you know, it eventually became. And there certainly was not Facebook. If, if it was, if yeah. there was like 10 people on it. So, and I didn't think anything of it when they took my phone, you know? Like, yeah. Wasn't yeah, I was like, deal. oh, well, I can't call some people. Like, texting wasn't even that big of a deal yet, you know? But is it true that they have phones in basic training now? Like they, I, I heard it's real, man. I, I know I've got – you know what? It is real because uh, a couple of years ago, a friend of a friend was going through basic, and he was, like, posting pictures and status updates about basic training. Well, that's weird because we were called relaxing Jackson, and it sounds yeah. like if you're posting about basic training, that's even more relaxing. Yeah, relaxing Fort Benning now too. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Not to insult anybody, of course, you know, because you know it's just going to keep getting easier. Everyone's going to keep having more. But did you think it was really hard? Nah, it was like I, I told um, I told my brother it was like football camp with more yelling. You know, like <laughs> they're a little more mean than football camp. Like, uh, you know, I went to like uh, like sports camps and stuff during the summer. It's kind of like that. Just a little more yelling, a little more profanity. And that's there's basic training. Because people always ask me, you know, was it hard and things like that? And I don't know. I always thought because I went in at 22 years old, I was a little bit more mature. So in my mind, when I thought things were getting rough, I said, well, at some point they have to take us to eat breakfast. So this has got to stop. At some point they have to take us to lunch. So this yeah. on the ground has to stop. So I was kind of put those limits in my mind that kind of like helped me just cope through going through the situation. I didn't think it was that hard at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, you know? So, um, I remember thinking, wow, this, this really isn't that elite, you know? And then we, of course we go to some follow on training and then, um, I was like, well, this really isn't that elite either. Like what's, what's difficult. And it wasn't until years later. Like I remember going to airborne school, and the first sergeant there talking, he's like, listen, everybody who's anybody started here. So this is literally the first step in a long journey of your search for whether it's elite or just a little bit above average. And I was like, oh, OK, well, this is where I should have started. Whereas before I was like, basic training, huh, this army thing's not so bad. So I never made it to the starting point, technically. Well, you know, for for the whole <laughs> too cool for regular uniforms and all that right. stuff kind of thing yeah but yeah so transitioning over to um 
kind of what we're going to focus on. Um, problem solving is going to be one. And one thing that I've really liked recently is, um, I guess, kind of managing up. Uh, have you heard that term? I have heard it. So, so managing up in case somebody either who's listening or Ramon to get you more spun up on this is kind of the idea of leading from a position, not necessarily in leadership. So, you know, then it directly correlates into kind of the training that, that we've gone through and done because yeah, you've been that private or that, that specialist or, or that young sergeant who has had bad leadership and has trying to tried to figure out ways to either make that work for you or maybe get out of that situation. So how is that going to relate? It's going to be to people in like their corporate jobs or their small government jobs or business or, or whatever kind of jobs they have. I, I wanted to show them different ways that we learned anyways. Hey, this is how the military did it. Um, so it's probably something that would work for you too. Especially if you're always late. I feel like being <laughs> in the military is why I'm always on time. Yeah. Or 15 minutes early because if you're on time, you're late. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I'm still like that. I'm still bad about it. Like if somebody tells me to be there at seven, I'm there at like six forty, you know, waiting in the parking lot. So And I still make my bed. <laughs> Do you? Yes. <laughs> uh well, you know, I take out the trash a lot. That's a <laughs> well yeah, I'm glad you take out your trash. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's funny, man. I mean some some things it's just like you said earlier, some things will stick with you and some things won't. Like everyone, especially in the military saw a bad leader and said, I'm not going to be anything like this guy. Well, you know what? The whole bad leader thing is why I decided not to continue with being in the army because I was, I'd left Korea and came back to the States thinking the grass was greener on the other side. And it turned out there was no grass at all. So then I said, you know what? I'm not liking the experience now. So now uh, thank you. Bye. Blessings. I'm out. Okay. So you were in Korea, you were with a signal unit there, right? Uh, I was in Camp Red Cloud, but yeah, it was a signal unit. Okay. So you come back to the U.S. To Fort Bliss, airborne. Yeah. Or about air defense unit. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, no offense to Fort Bliss or anybody stationed there, but uh, it's not exactly... Um, Blissful. Yeah. Maybe it's they thought the, the name would... would... Make you feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love El Paso. I'm a huge fan of El Paso. So, shout out to you I, over there. Yeah, I never went to Bliss, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I was in Okinawa while everybody else was either in Korea or everywhere else. You know, so which is a very nice place to be, by the way. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. I never did. Japan, though, but I heard it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I, I want to be able to to really hone in is like managing up, you know, and this idea of, yeah, OK, you might be a, either a low level or a mid level employee, but you're not going to get your way because that's what we were ultimately trying to do. You're not going to get your way by hard charging up to the boss and being like, fuck you, man. Like, it's not going to work. Can you say that? <laughs> yeah, we can say that. Yeah. Okay. 
but um you know we're not going to get our way by saying stuff like that in real life i feel like today's you're going to get fired though, especially like these younger generations feel very entitled and that's kind of like the mentality that they have is that real though i mean people have been saying all oh, this younger generation forever you look back at movies from like the 60s and 70s man and they were saying the same thing about the people who are now our parents or even a little older i mean i noticed it as a cl- in the classroom as me being the teacher versus when i was a student yeah like there's a great change in how kids mentalities are now and what they feel like they are entitled to and, and honestly i think that's self-correcting like as good willed as I am and I believe you are and some of the other people that are going to help us in this project people are not going to keep somebody like that employed so if you bring that to the workplace it's self-correcting you're going to be either unemployed or you're going to change your mentality yeah I agree with that so yeah um, but yeah the, the whole you know leading from behind I guess or from the bottom I guess you could say you know, that corporate America calls it managing up, but the army calls it leading from the bottom. Um, and, what and, rapper, and, just, and what rapper calls it started from the bottom. Now we're here. That's right. The Drake, <laughs> Drake referred to it as that. But, you know, it's it's that whole. OK, as imagine you're either like a staff sergeant or you're like a, a mid-level manager and you come up to your team and, you know, you tell them, hey, we have this task to complete. You know, uh, any questions and everyone's moping around, they're whining and complaining, man, we can't get this done. I'm already, I have this to do. I got deadlines. I got other priorities. Then you get one guy's like, man, this is easy. Whatever. This isn't going to be anything. You know what, boss? We got this. It's it's not going to be that hard, especially if you make it a group effort. If you're in a profession that allows you to have a group effort, of course. But I've found that just guys making that that quick switch from, okay, you're getting a new task to fine. Yeah, that's nothing. No problem. This job's easy anyways. Even if it's not really that easy, it kind of puts everybody else at ease. And they're like, yeah, you're right. It's really not that bad. Well, attitude is half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's like a, a complaint. You know, what do they say? It's like a, a complaint without a solution is just a, I don't know. You can finish the sentence. I don't really know how it goes, but. Well, I've never heard it, but I do know that I've done in my um, experience going to school, there was a lot of things like, oh my God, I'm dreading doing this. And then after starting it, I'm like, whoa, that wasn't that bad. Why was I even stressing yeah. it? You know? Exactly. Complaint. I just looked it up. Theodore Roosevelt said it. Complaining a problem, complaining about a problem without proposing a solution is called whining. So I believe that completely. Like, I'm not even uh, in a position with like employees under me right now where I work, and I don't want to hear coworkers complain without saying it's not that bad or here's how we can get around that. Like I'm like, you know what? You guys are just whining if you're bringing stuff up like that. It's just a whine. And whining doesn't solve anything. Yeah. So you're. Yeah. Basically wasting your breath. Yeah, and that's, you know, when you get people who whine and everything becomes a big deal, all of a sudden, what happens? That's when that platoon sergeant, that first sergeant, whatever, you know, whatever kind of detachment sergeant you're in, or your supervisor, your your case, a principal, whatever, 
starts micromanaging because they're like, oh, well, they're not up to the task. So I have to be behind them every step of the way. Yeah. So, and, and just little things like that. That's, you know, there, there's little game plans that we learned and I, I took a verbal judo course and a mental judo course. And, you know, this guy from Harvard came down and taught us. It was really, really from, from Harvard business school at that. And it was interesting stuff, man, because they talk about how these, you know, top performers, you know, in the stock market and multi-million dollar corporations, they do all this stuff and it works, you know, things like just your mental approach to any problem. Did, did well, you, were you familiar with backwards planning? I have heard of it, but I, w- I mean, I've not really dove into that topic, but I have heard of that, that word. Yeah, yeah it's it's purely military you know um if if corporate america uses it then that's how corporate i am i know nothing about it but we would always you know we always did that backward planning all right let's start at the end um meaning all right we arrive at the objective then what before then we're going to stop at this you know see my experience was a little bit more disorganized when it came to being in the military it was a lot about it was a lot of hurry up and wait type thing but you went into a different you know level of yeah yeah was a little bit more organized and probably did utilize that at times you know the it's like uh vladimir putin was talking about i would never um challenge the the u.s military they practice chaos on a daily basis you know kind of like right insulting us but at the same time it's like well that's true (laughs) (laughs) if anybody is listening who has been in the military we are like, we have PhDs in chaos, you know, so that's something we're quite good at. So. But it ends up working. Yeah. So if your life is chaotic, you know, just it might end up working out for you. You just got to, you know, hone in what it is that you really want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing. You know, a lot of people and even for me before, I, I mean, God, I, I've learned looked into so many different avenues to approach life over the last few years. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. You know, I was a cop for five years, man. And the whole time I was a cop, I was thinking of ways to not be a cop. Not because I didn't (laughs) like it, (laughs) because I worked for two different police departments. If I hated it so much, I would have quit. But, you know, I think something that's very, similar about you and i asked i think we are always like trying to evolve into something bigger and better so even yeah not unhappy where you're at you're still looking okay what's next so what can i do next and what do i need to write for that next part you know continuous continuous improvement and and that's one thing i mean seriously man that's what i want to bring to this project the militarymethod.com and um you know we got jordan parsons who i talked to uh, did i tell you i called him no you didn't tell me Okay, so anyone listening, or Jordan, if you're listening, Jordan Parsons was a friend of ours back when we were in signal school in the Army. We are doing our, our networking type stuff. And this guy knows computers. He knows everything about it. He's doing HTML. He's writing code. He's huge into gaming and not just playing it. Like, the guy makes video games and all kinds of great stuff. And um, so it's people like that that I haven't seen Jordan since we were in Georgia, which was in what, 2005? Well, I saw him in South Korea because we were in the same units. Okay. But it's, it's like friends like that in this like network of veterans I still keep in touch with. 
that's the reason why I'm able to do some of the things that I'm hoping to do and help some of the people we're hoping to help, you know, because if I didn't have these contacts, I wouldn't know how to do any of this. Right. And help ourselves along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I, my, my ultimate goal one day is this is my full-time job to, to, you know, lifestyle train and, you know, I'm doing an ultra marathon in October, October 20th, 32 miles. But at the same time, I still work out. I still get a full-time job. I may or may not go get a PhD. It kind of depends on how this is going. And um, basically, it's just still never quitting, man. Just like you said, I, I'm not going to stop working out. I'm not going to stop learning. I'm not going to stop doing things that are interesting to me. So. And if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't know who said that, but those are not my words. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've never really done that. <laughs> I feel like I did it when I was a teacher. I thought I was loving what I'm doing, but then that you got to pay your teachers more, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. I know in, in Texas, they do uh, pay a little better than some other states. North Carolina, man. Oh, my God. I was just over there uh, for years, you know. But in North Carolina, it's it's like shocking how bad they start out. Now, here, they start off better, but you move up by, what, like $1,000 a year or something yeah. crazy like that? Like, yeah. I started at 40, and then five years later, I was making 45. That's terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, I know in some areas it pays a little more, but again, the the raises are incremental at best. And it's just something that it's not appealing to some people to only make that much money after 20 years of doing something. Right. And it's not appealing for a lot of people who stay there because they don't know or are scared to take that next change in their lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, not that I'm promoting anybody leave their, their teaching job or, or any job, really. But there are ways to make it better. There are ways to right. start another business or second business. Or maybe you're, you're like, you know what? I budget well. I'm okay with this kind of money. But now I'm trying to make myself better. And maybe I need to lose 20 pounds or stop being so lazy or whatever the case might be. Yeah, like when I got that first paycheck, I said, you know, well, this this is not going to work out for me. So I said, I need to plan my next strategic move. And that was to go back to school because I'm going to have to cut down on the drinking the partying and a lot of the social <laughs> aspects of my life yeah and it took me four years to do it but you know i i did it and i think a lot of people it's hard for them to see past you know the next two or three months so to have like a goal that takes you four years sometimes just sometimes it's hard to follow through yeah yeah it's um i remember when i was getting my bachelor's degree i thought i was never going to graduate you know, because I joined the army with no education, just, you know, high school. But then once I kind of saw it within grasp, I'm like, wow, I just I just all I have to do is what I'm still doing now. You know, I'm passing, I'm making A's and everything because, you know, it's like when you start something new, like whether it's education or, you know, some kind of side business or whatever you think you're doing. The, the hardest times are at the very beginning. Yeah, it's when you're learning how to learn, I guess, you know, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to get into a groove. I don't know how this is going to look, but once you're about halfway through, it's like, okay, it's, it's not so bad. All I have to do is what I'm already doing. 
which is habit forming, like good habit forming, not like you know smoking and drinking and staying up till three in the morning, but being disciplined to do your homework and make your online posts, whether you're in school or, you know, whatever the case is, and you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to finish. Because I bet we mostly spend more time complaining about doing what we have to do than what it takes to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a thing, you know, like people want to spend a fourth of their time complaining. Well, if they did whatever that thing was, they'd be done 25% faster. And you'd have time to do other things. Yeah. Like sleep or work out or, you know. <laughs> meal prep. Start, yeah, meal prep or start the next phase of whatever. Okay, you're done with the bachelor's, now time for the master's. Which was way easier for me for some reason, but, you know. See, I got two bachelors, but the first one, it took me 10 years to complete. The second one, yeah. took four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt like mine took 10 years, but it's... It was uh once you get in that groove, you know that rhythm, everything. It's not so bad. You realize, okay, all I have to do is what I'm doing right now, over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? It takes what twenty two days to make a habit. Is that is that what they say? I just I actually just read the power of habit. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. They go. It's it's more like advertising based. Um. It's it's more about how they show how people get someone to do something. They they told a story in the book about how a guy um, that he he was kind of down on his luck. He wasn't doing good, and, and he he turned around the toothpaste industry in America. It the was pretty toothpaste. Toothpaste. Yeah. Toothpaste. I you said this was no 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 toothpaste. So this was back I don't know maybe the twenties or thirties or so, and. Um, you know, people back then didn't really brush their teeth that much, and it wasn't that big of a business, but this guy made it that way because certain cues in the mind and body, like, okay, once I brush my teeth, I'm going to get that minty feeling. Imagine brushing your teeth and not feeling that mint in your mouth. Then you probably don't feel clean. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that because when I, every time I go to the dentist, I always asked him, like, well, how did this get started? Because I'm like, I don't think plastic toothbrushes were a thing, like, in medieval times. How did they get their mouths clean? Yeah. And they used to use some type of branch that they would uh, kind of get the tip of it and then mash it on a rock. So it would create somewhat of a bristle form. And then they would scrub their teeth with that little stick. Wow. We've come quite a ways from uh, brushing our teeth with six. Yeah, but now those toothbrushes are ending up in the ocean. Is that is that a thing? Is that real? Well, you know what? I just yesterday I was because I like to search random stuff, and there's apparently there's like a in the ocean there is this patch of garbage two times bigger than the size of Texas. So two Texas. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty pretty sizable. You know, that's. Wow, that's that's so crazy how before, you know, humans didn't have the ability to do anything. And now we're creating continents of plastic. Well, now we have the ability to create everything. We should have the ability to fix that. And I'm sure we do. But who's going to pay for that? You know, there's no money in cleaning. I feel like we're off topic now. (laughs) We are. It happens. (laughs) But, you know, back to like the power of habit. 
once you once you get in a in the groove of doing something, it almost feels strange when you don't. And it's so rewarding when it's a good habit. Like sleeping like I, late? Does that happen that when you can't sleep late, you still wake up early? Yes, I, I wake up. You the habit? Yeah. Because I, I get up at 4.30 to go work out. 4.30 a.m., people. And, uh, <laughs> you know, on I do it four days a week. So I give myself um, – that's during the work week, Monday through Friday. So I give myself one day to sleep in, you know, till like 6.00. And then even on the weekends when I do work out, like on Saturday, because I do, um, I'll, I'll just get up and go whenever I wake up. But I'm usually up at 7. Dude, when I was deployed, I had to wake up at 5. And not once did I use an alarm clock. I would just automatically tell myself before yeah. bed, I have to get up at 5. And then I would wake up at 5. What a habit, right? Yeah. But it, it's, it goes back to being in that environment. You know, because you're, you're in that environment when you need to wake up. You have things to do. You... You might have to get in a formation or go run or do PT or, you know, whatever the case was. I, I didn't I don't know your situation overseas, but you had to. Right. Yeah, I did. And everyone else around you had to also. Yeah. Well, we were on different shifts. OK. So it wasn't like I was hearing up hearing everybody wake up. Yeah. But imagine the guy who. He really wants to lose some weight. He's, he's 30 pounds overweight. You know, and he, and he knows, all right, if I if I eat a little better, if I get up, you know, I got to be at work at eight or nine, you know, what what's going to what is a 20 minute run or th- even at first a 20 minute walk going to cost me nothing. 20 minutes of sleep. That's not going to change your day. But then his, his girlfriend or his wife or boyfriend or husband or cousins or kid, whoever is like, ah, you don't need to do that. Come on. You just sleep in, you know. It's like that good angel and bad angel talking on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. I feel like my bad angel doesn't ever shut up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And imagine how much stronger that bad angel is. The devil. Why are we saying bad angel? (laughs) But the uh, the devil. Not everyone believes in the devil. Yeah, well, exactly. But imagine how strong that negative voice is inside some people just sleep in do it later do it tomorrow and then at some point they're just like fuck it yeah yeah exactly you know the the term you know you give them an an inch they'll take a mile and that's how people end up on my 500 pound life or homeless oh my god i've always wondered how people like what happens in these people's lives to allow themselves to get that big because as soon as like my pants start fitting tight and i can feel the belt buckle dig into my waist fat then i start doing something (laughs) (laughs) well imagine what would happen if you did it all the time oh i know i'll just wait till it's my belt buckle gets buried in my belly fat yeah (laughs) i'm saying the other way i feel like like... i have a dad bod and i'm not even a dad (laughs) <laughs> well that you know I, I have a program for that i can help have you heard of militarymethod.com i have actually yeah. I heard this weekend <laughs> so yeah and, that, and man that's my thing like motivation starts the journey and then habits continue it you know right and that's that i want that to be a big thing with with us and how we we get this thing going how we, we train people and show them, yeah, great. You're all motivated and pumped up. 
go run three miles today. Awesome. And I think because I was in the military, we did a lot of running and I enjoyed it while we're in it. It's probably why once I feel that belt buckle dig in my fat that I go back to that. Yeah. You know, because I knew that it worked and I knew that I liked it and enjoyed it and I felt good doing it. Exactly. It's just, it's just so easy to eat the burger, drink the beer, smoke the cigarette. It was way easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's everywhere. That's why McDonald's yeah. are everywhere and, you know, Wendy's and Burger King and all that. And it's Hot pile really of shit. That's easy like, for everybody. What kind of people you surround yourself with? Yeah, that helps. And, a lot. Well, look at America. Look at America now. Yeah, it's it. You know, people who are overweight are quickly gaining ground. If not, I I, I want to say it's something like over half of America is overweight, and a big portion of them are obese. So. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, health-wise, there certainly is. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you should get to a point that feels good for you. And I think it's important to be body positive and embrace your body and love it. But you have to be aware of, like, okay, am I healthy? Is this really healthy for my yeah. height, for my age? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not everybody's going to look like Ryan Gosling. That's true. I've tried for years. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> the dark hair, I guess. I don't know. So. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's that takes us at about 33 minutes. Um, we could probably go on for another hour. But <laughs> for the, the two or three listeners this year who listen to this, we'll, we'll, we'll spare you the rest. And we'll, we'll definitely come back at some of these products or products, topics. And I, I made a lot of notes and we kind of started off pretty good. But um there's always much more to explore and talk about. So I don't know about any, any closing arguments, objections, complaints. I just think it's good to have good conversation with, you know, that's fluid and yeah, you know, just bring out topics that, you know, maybe we've never thought about and just, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just cool just to converse and just see what comes and. Oh man. I can't wait to get some of the people we, we trained with on this thing. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Parsons is next. Maybe he'll be next. So. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to yeah. chat with him. All right, man. I'm going to get this, shut this thing down, upload it, see how we do. Um, our website isn't up yet. Give me another week. We'll have it up and running, and then um, we'll go from there. All right. Until All right, next bro. time. Yep. See ya. Bye.